Okay, hello. Welcome to episode 328 of Sack King's Therapy. Uh, we are coming to you Monday, September 18th, and some stuff has happened. Uh, not a lot on the King's front, but uh, there's, uh, there is some, and of course we'll go over some of the happenings across the league and also outside of basketball, because, you know, a lot, lot, lot happens in one week, and we're going to use that uh, to fill out a full episode. So, uh, with me is Fong. Hello. All right, well, let's get started with the Kings. Uh, there were a few pieces of Kings news this week. Uh, so, let's start with this. Jordan Ford, um, so he was tr- signed to a training camp deal, and then it was announced later on that, I think like a few days afterwards, that he has now officially signed to a two-way he will basically be the third string point, like official point guard on the roster. So uh, what were your first thoughts uh, when you first heard the news? I mean, that's good. I mean, he was pretty solid. He kind of reminded me of like, uh, uh, how would I say it? Uh, his name slipped my mind now. Del- Del- yeah, Dela I don't know why his I don't know why names slipped out of my mind like that, but yeah, he kind of reminds me of Del Vadova in a way, in terms of his uh, offense, in terms of defense. I mean, it's kind of a toss up, I'd say, but I mean, uh, I, I think mean, he's going to get torched on defense, but uh, no, his offense is good. Uh, yeah. He's solid. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's a very good signing just because, like, he's a guy that. You know, in case, break glass in case of emergency, like, you know, James Ham mentions it a lot. Like, you know, he's going to be playing in Stockton uh, when he's not with the main roster. And again, again, if you break in case you like need a third point guard or whatever reason, Davion, Malik and like De'Aaron are all out. Like, let's hope they're not all out. But like, let's say one of them is out and you just need like someone to fill, say, maybe around six to ten minutes like he's he's the perfect for that role. Like he can run the team a little bit and, you know, he's not, he's not going to be out there long enough to, to a point where, you know, his defense will hurt you, I think. Oh yeah, that's for sure. So I'm assuming this is the last two way spot. Um, uh, yes. We have one to Jalen Slauson and the other one to Keon Ellis. Yeah. And I'm assuming that's also our last slot in <laughs> the roster as well. Yes. Yes. You get three, two ways uh, this season. And uh, so the Kings now sit at actually 14 uh, roster spots, not including the three two ways. But so basically they have one more official spot. And then, of course, they could add three more on top of that just for training camp. But they have one more official roster spot. So I'm interested to see what they do with that spot. Well, I guess we shall see. Um, so, and also, but uh, unfortunately, uh, in the wake of the Jordan four news, it, it came out that right before this news came out was that, uh, because of the JaVale McGee signing, um, basically it's believed, uh, by the, it seems to, it seems to be that the Kings front office there, they were going to go into the season with Alex Len and, uh, JaVale McGee as the backup centers. And in the case as long as nothing crazy happens, I guess, essentially, like it was assumed that they were, they were going to see, see it through in training camp first, but instead they decided just wave Namias Keda 
and Nerland's Noel because so that I guess they could find a, a spot, you know, just not to just hold these guys and just let them have an opportunity to be able to find the spot uh, and kind of like go through training camp with that team instead of just holding them in, uh, in King's training camp and essentially pretending that they could make the make the team. Yeah, which is too bad. Like, like you said uh, in like many podcasts, it's too bad we couldn't keep Kato around. Then again, I don't think he would like that two-way contract per se. So, I mean, it's nice that Kato got picked up elsewhere. I'm not sure about Noel though yet. Noel should find a spot, but like seeing as how long it took for him to get to the kit to like sign with the Kings, he probably doesn't have that many suitors. But I assume he's going to get at least a training camp invite. You know, in in I guess a worst case scenario, like maybe he could back up like Bam in Miami. Like it, it's a it's a tough position, but like he's he's going to be a minimum guy, and like so I think some team's going to kick the tires on him. Oh yeah. Now to go off topic a little, I'm actually surprised that Kelly Oubre <laughs> signed to the Sixers after all this time too. Um, I thought he was just fine, but I mean, take having it him take this long to find a team is it's a little suspect in my opinion. I mean, he he has a reputation for being let's be let's just say a bit a bit of a moron. And you know, you've been you've been on the Charlotte Hornets for the last two years, and you put up good numbers. But that team is famous for ha- having a lot of morons, and tw- and the twenty points, like the league sees it as the most empty twenty points of all time. And you know, it, it's it's tough. Like, I, yeah, I'm surprised too because he is a wing that can do stuff, and I guess so like a lot of teams just didn't really want to risk it, like. You know, a lot of people were like saying, should the Kings sign him? And, you know, Mike Brown and Jay Triano are on the team. And I'll say this. I think if they wanted him, he would be on this team right now. Mm, yeah, that would be true. So there's something there. But like, you know, Sixers, it's, it's fine. I don't think this actually moves much of the needle for him, but it does give him some wing depth. And, you know, like, you know, with the James Harden stuff happening, like, I guess he could be a pseudo replacement for him. I, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I didn't say I didn't say good. So you know, <laughs> like he'll he'll get buckets, but it's just he's not exactly a winning player. Despite him doing a lot of winning things, he plays defense. You know, he plays hard on the other end. He's just he's not much of a passer, and he likes to you know, like as a, as some people in the Warriors, he likes to get to, get into his bag a lot. Hmm. Good, good player though. Uh, but you know he needs to figure it out. Yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. I guess I'm just gonna assume he's coming off the bench anyway. So, well, yeah, we'll see. Like that that team is kind of derived from depth. Like he he's a good he's a good wing option. Like I don't I don't hate it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I was just surprised with the Sixers. Like I thought Miami would pick him up, but then again, the the egghead eggheadedness like maybe uh, kind of pushed him away. Yeah, potentially. Uh, so let, let, let's do mention this. Uh, Nemeas Kata did sign a two-way with the Boston Celtics, uh, probably to back up, um, you know, Robert Williams and, you know, the already injured Kristaps Porzingis. <laughs> um, and then Al Horford is going to take some, t- take some days off because he he's, he's up, he's up there in age. They're going to manage him throughout the regular season. 
So this is just kind of like maybe just more insurance for, you know, their rather thin center lineup, despite having three very good players there. Yeah, I mean, hopefully by the time the playoffs roll was around, I mean, I'm assuming everyone's going to be healthy by then. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> I just don't know. It's Look, I, I hated the KP trade. Like, it's not so much they lost smart. It's like Tyus Jones was right there. Just take Tyus Jones. Why do you why did you trade for KP? That's just me. But who knows? We'll see how it works out for them. Like happy for Nabias, though. Like you, you get you get a chance to be in a winning team. I mean, granted, the Kings were a winning team too. But you know, you, you get a chance, and he's probably gonna get a chance to play because again, those guys, those guys, I assume KP's gonna be out quite a bit. Robert Williams has a history of injuries, and Al Horford's old. So yeah. Yeah. Yep, yeah, pretty much. Okay. All right, so Jordan Ford signs the two-way. Uh, Kings wave, Namias Kaden, and uh, Nerlens Noel. Um, so the other piece of Kings news is that um, so there's a new set. There's a new rule um, that the NBA instituted that basically to address load management. And one of the big things within those rules is that the teams cannot sit their players on national TV games. And they can't sit out, you know, due to load management and I think consecutive games. And those rules, very interestingly, only apply to stars. Stars is defined by someone who's made an all-star within the last three years or someone who's made an all-NBA team in the last three years. So that will that will basically only include uh, De'Aaron Fox and Demonis Sabonis. So... Looks look for those guys to not sit that much, I guess, and which they didn't. So you know, it's probably not going to be a problem. But it is a thing. It is a thing that's probably going to maybe affect some stuff around the league. I I don't know yet. I mean, specifically the Clippers. <laughs> I don't know. Like, someone I mean, brought up a-, a really funny fact, by the way. So like, so there is one team that has four all-stars and i'll give you three tries to guess what team that is there's probably more than one but like i'm looking for one specific one one specific team with four all-stars in the past three years yes yeah yours you're mentioning you mean Hmm. is it just lakers uh no actually i think they have two they don't have russ any no i don't even think russ has made an all-star team in the past three years i don't remember Hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, I was I was going to say Sixers, but I don't know about that anymore. Um, James Harden and Joel Embiid. Tobias Harris never made one, so no. No. So, so that's okay. You got one more try. Oh, that was a <laughs> that was already a try. Okay. Um, so those, that was two tries. Yeah. All right. Uh, shoot. Uh, no, I, I I I think I'm overthinking it, but uh shoot, you probably aren't. Warriors. Did Draymond make one? I think Draymond did. Draymond make one? I don't remember. Clay has been. It's been twenty. Clay, I think, made in twenty nineteen, maybe. But so uh, it I'm, is not okay. the Warriors. Okay, so it's the it's the Wolves. Shoot. So. Mike Conley, 2020, or it was like the 2020, I think it was 2021. Rudy Gobert, Carl Anthony Towns, he made it last year, and Anthony Edwards last year. 
or no, last, two years ago, uh, Carl Anthony Towns. On paper, it sounds really good. It sounds like you have a really competent team. I mean, you think about it, that's a lot of talent. It just doesn't fit together because it's stupid. It's mm-hmm. a stupid amount. Of, it's a stupid fit. But uh, yeah, so like that that's a really funny tit, uh, little tidbit about this new rule. So they cannot rest two of those guys at once on national games or like big games. Okay, I mean, sure. I, I kind of don't expect uh, any of those guys to rest besides maybe Mike Conley if since of age and maybe Cat. <laughs> yeah, maybe, but like it's just so like this rule, I don't think it affects things a too much. Like it, there might be like some, there might be like very specific eyeballs on the Clippers, like when they submit injury reports. I think what ends up happening is that, you know, people just like the the people just say, oh, he has knee soreness or he has back spasms or he has, or he's got the flu. And then like, I guess you have to submit proof of stuff, but like, you know, maybe there are injuries and they just say like, oh, he's just, his knee is sore or like, yeah, his knee hurts. His ankle is sore. I think it'll just be more of that instead of listing it as load management. Yeah. I mean, it, they could fabricate whatever quote unquote injury they can and just go from there. I'm guessing. Okay. Um, next piece of news. Uh, this is just something random I found. Uh, so the Kings, uh, the Kings, um, what's it called YouTube channel. They've been posting a lot of really good stuff. Uh, they posted, uh, for example, Ke- Keegan Murray's uh, 200 and I think, five threes i forgot the exact number but like he they posted all of his threes and and in that video apparently kyle draper tried to try to give him the nickname direct deposit um it did not stick of course so <laughs> which is good because it's a pretty it's a pretty awful name um but also they posted um the last the entire um fourth quarter and overtime of the famous uh uh, 176 175 game on their channel so for those of you guys that missed that game you can watch the uh fourth quarter and the and the two overtimes all like uncut on the on the youtube channel on their youtube channel they've also posted some like retro games of just the most random like retro games there's one where um it's basically like the 2017 kings um that after they traded demarcus cousins like with a buddy with a young buddy healed versus the lop city clippers they come back i think down 18 in the fourth quarter somehow against that team by the and also like spoiler alert there is one shot that is so hilariously buddy that it made me laugh when i saw it he 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 basically takes a one-footed step back and throw and it's kind of open but he shoots it off the side of the backboard it's 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 just mesmerizing and how buddy that shot is and then uh randomly uh there's a game against the 2009 bulls where the kings the kings come back down 35 to win that game pretty amazing stuff so check out the king's channel it's actually so they've actually posted some really good stuff like leading like kind of just leading up to training camp yeah i remember uh watching that uh was it the bulls one was <sighs> Let me search out. Oh, the second biggest comeback. Second biggest comeback. Uh, I wonder what the first one is. I actually don't know because this was an like kind of like an overtime type uh, comeback, I'd say. 
but yeah, but either way, very interesting games. If you have some, if you're bored and have some time, go and watch those games. Like, and of course, the Clippers versus Kings overtime, just one of the one of the best games like in the past like five years. So just check that out. Um, so that's all the Kings news I have on my docket. Do you have anything you want to quickly go over? Uh, in terms of Kings related, um, I mean, really not much has happened within the last week so far. So. I mean, hoping uh, something more will happen in the coming weeks, specifically Sasha. I haven't heard too much uh, Sasha ever since uh, his press conference times. Well, he he probably is just busy working because, oh, yeah. let's be honest, like it's almost better off you don't hear about things. Like you don't see stuff on Instagram because one of the biggest Instagram guys in the summer is Ben Simmons. And his, you know, his new reform jump shot in. Uh, We've yet to see it. So, like, it, that that just shows me you like you like to, you know, sh- you, you like to show off for the clicks. And the fact that our guys aren't doing it as much is almost encouraging to me, even though it, reality doesn't really mean anything. Yeah, that's true. Okay, well, let's move on to kind of just some of the national news around the league. Um, so the big one that I, I'm mostly interested in is uh, there have been progression of talks between Miami and Portland in the past 48 to 72 hours. And, um, you know, what's called according to now, it would have been 72 hours to 96 hours, I think, by now. But uh, according to Greg Svalander, so. Sylvander, Jesus Christ, how how was I not able to read that? According to Greg Sylvander of the Miami, I think, Herald? It just says he covers the Miami Heat. I'm not sure where he writes for, but he reported that there have been talks. So, yeah, let's just get a deal done. I'm tired of waiting for this. Like, just take whatever whatever shit you want and just, just move on. Like, I'm tired of listening to this shit. Yeah, I mean... At this point, I'm not going to believe it until something actually goes down, like a natural trade. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, not much uh, in terms of moves other than, I mean, this big news just covering, uh, or what you call it, kind of shadowing over the rest of the, what you might call it, um, signings and whatnot. Yeah, and... You know, again, it, it is putting like a giant like hold on what Miami, anything Miami seems to want to do. Like, for example, I just think they could they could use Terrence Davis like and Kelly Oubre. Like they could use like talent, but it just seems like they're in a holding pattern right now waiting for this trade to happen. And uh, according to Brian Windhorse, um, they basically the the Portland Trailblazers want the Heat to empty all of their assets. Now, it is not defined what all of their assets really mean like do they want bam out of bio and stuff like that you ain't getting that by the way um mm. but like i guess they want caleb martin i, I did read somewhere that he are somewhat reluctant to include uh caleb martin but i mean like you look if you got a part with caleb martin i would just do it i think you can replicate what caleb martin does i think he, he's good don't get me wrong but like you can replicate what he does so yeah let's just let's just do it and move on and yeah, if if the Blazers get a bad return, I would just say fuck them because holy shit, they've kind of ruined Damian Lillard and they don't deserve shit. Ah, uh, yeah, pretty much. And you know, with the Heat being good about finding hidden gems within the G League and uh, you know 
undrafted side of uh, things. I mean, yeah, you're right. They they could probably find a pretty decent replacement for Caleb. And according to Mark Spears, a mystery Eastern Conference team has held trade talks around Damian Lillard. Um, it, it has not been revealed what that mystery team is, but Dame did say earlier in the week he's not reporting, or at least it was rumored, or there was a report out there saying that he will not repeat to camp or report to camp if he is traded to anywhere other than the Heat or if he just stays with the Blazers. Okay. <laughs> I mean, he's we, got to... We throw threats out there. That's what we're doing. I mean, what, yeah, what happens if it doesn't go down? Is he just going to sit out the whole season until he gets Is he going to pull a Ben Simmons? Like, you know, or a James Harden, like come just come in all fat and out of shape? Yeah, I forgot. How, how much can you get fined for uh, not showing up and uh, not playing this season? It, you're you're going to get fined. Like, it's yeah. gonna, you're going to be able to, they're going to be able to hold off, like, your salary. Like, Ben Simmons did, like, get a portion of the salary taken away, and Honestly, rightfully so. Um, so because you know, you don't show up to work, like we're not gonna pay you, you're not doing mm-hmm. anything for us. So um, yeah, we'll see how this turns out. I just hope he I just hope the saga ends and we can just all play basketball. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh another interesting story uh that came out, or it might have been out for a while, but apparently the Hawks were in- really engaged on trading for Siakam. So much so that they offered a DeAndre Hunter, AJ Griffin, and a pick for Pascal Siakam. Uh, but talks unfortunately didn't go anywhere because holy shit, Masai just seems to want the like to say to say he wants a king's ransom, I think is an understatement at this point. Like he wants <laughs> your social security number, he wants like you know, your mom's social security number, your wife, your husband, just he wants everything, like when it comes to his players. And interesting little tidbit, Hawks were unwilling to include Kobe Bufkin. That's interesting to me because, look, you were high on Kobe Bufkin. I wasn't really that high on him. But, like, the fact that, you know, they still have Trey Young, and I don't know if Kobe Bufkin is going to be a great fit next to Trey Young. Like, it's interesting that they're not willing to give up Kobe Bufkin. Like, does that signal something, like, you know, behind the scenes? Like, are they kind of like keeping their pulse, kind of keeping like, you know, one foot the other in the other boat of, say, trading Trey Young, maybe? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know about that. But in my opinion, I would throw in Kobe Pufkin if that's the case. Other than that, I mean, you probably need to add an extra pick to make that deal a little more sweeter. I mean, I do like Hunter, but I mean... Someone like Siakam, I feel like another pick needs to be added. I mean, uh, the, how things change. You were the biggest Kobe Bufkin guy for about all of t- two weeks. <laughs> and now you're willing to ship him for Siakam. But uh, I, I don't know. Like Siakam's on the last year of his deal, and I get it. Like He's a very good player and probably deserves two, at least two picks. But you're getting some pretty decent players back. You know, and you're gonna you're gonna try and build around Scotty Barnes. Like that's not a terrible return, but it looks like Messiah's gonna wait till the deadline to trade these guys if he's going to trade these guys. I mean, I'm assuming that he's expecting some sort of uh, Rudy Gobert return, and 
if that happens, like if somehow he matches that kind of um return <laughs> like Rudy got, um, I'd be pretty surprised. Yeah. Well, you know, newsflash, you're not getting that fucking package. No team is stupid enough to do that ever again. I'll just let you know that. Like, that has fucked up the market so much. It's like, ugh, five traffics, man. Jesus Christ. They they did end up getting four All-Stars on their team, though. So there you go. Yeah, sounds very good on paper. I mean, Utah is pretty happy now <laughs> to have all those picks. Yeah, but, you know, question is what the hell they're going to do with them. Like, at this point, like, Oklahoma City literally has to cut guys because they have too many goddamn draft picks coming in. That's true. And gotta, gotta make start making moves, I guess. All right. And the last piece of NBA news we'll go over. So uh Giannis, he's been kind of making the rounds lately. And he basically said he, he said this before, but um he basically to, to kind of just break it down, he's he basically said he's not gonna sign the extension and that he needs to know that everyone is all in. And like every, like, I'm guessing like every player on his team and everyone within the organization is all in on winning. If not, I'm going to leave. And so this is the quote. At the end of the day, I'm, I am a winner. I want to be a winner. Contracts, fame, status, comfort zone does not matter to me. What matters at the end of the day is that thing right there. And he pointed at the Larry O'Brien trophy. Quote, that's what matters. And I don't want to get stuck at want to be able to, to get stuck in the in this lifetime to keep on talking about the same story. Oh, we went to game six in the NBA finals. We won. We were down low too. We came back. We won four games. I'm tired of hearing the same story over and over again. And this was said on uh let's see. It was on a Bucks assist. It's a it's called 48 minutes podcast. Okay. I mean, is it going to be with Milwaukee at this point? Because I don't know. I know they can make it back, but it's going to be they, tough. Yeah, they need maybe another piece, maybe two, perhaps to uh, you know be uh, competent contenders. But I don't know. We'll have to see after. You know, next season to see how things fare off, I guess. But I mean, he can't just be the only guy carrying the team all the way back to the promised land. Look, I, look, I'll I'll say this: I love what Giannis is doing. Like, this is what a superstar is supposed to do. Like, but LeBron opened this door where, basically, if you're like, look, I'm here to win, and I can win. I've proven that. But if you're not willing to, you know, sacrifice in terms of the owners where you pay the luxury tax and all that stuff, like, you know, you, you spend all this money to assemble a great team. And then, like, he's looking at the players like, you know, they're like, I guess he's saying they're not working hard enough. Like, sh then fuck it. I'll, don't waste my time. Ship me somewhere that where everyone wants to win, like, say, a Miami Heat, for example, like. You know, don't waste my time. Like, if you're not all in like I am, you then you know, buy. Like, I, I like don't like again. He is all about winning, and I love that. And again, it it really does put 
pressure on like all sides like say look you guys need to be as locked in as i am like i'm not putting up with like half you guys half assing it uh, yeah well hopefully the team's on the same board um in my opinion can't really say so uh uh seeing last season but i mean like i said we're we're just gonna have to see how this fares off for him and the team i'll say this get rid of grayson allen that dude's been get back karma on your franchise for two years yeah. it's, it's not it's not been great and like let's be honest it does not help you in the playoffs he's not good in, he's not he's not good enough like he get he gets hunted on on def, he gets hunted on defense and then on offense he's just not good enough just just trade him away and honestly he's your only tradable piece like I'll, I'll like uh, look i just talked about like they need the ownership needs to do something like get the pieces around them i don't know how they get the pieces around them they're kind of stuck with what they have and grace and i was like their only piece so just get that guy the fuck away from your franchise yeah i mean so far uh i mean i haven't been following too much milwaukee news but i'm assuming they haven't made any major moves to uh get surrounding pieces for him huh yeah, they. I mean, they don't. They don't have an avenue to really do it. They can only resign their guys, and that's exactly what they did. So yeah, we'll see if anything changes. Apparently, Giannis is working with Hakeem Olajuwon now, so we'll see how that turns out. Uh, you gonna see some dream shaking now? Well, no, well, not not really. I'm just more. I'm just expecting like better footwork in the post because doesn't really have a post game. Like he need he needs to add more stuff to his bag. He really does. Like. He can't just go around charging into guys all the time. He needs to get more creative. And working with a dream is the right way to go. Mm. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, that does it for the NBA basketball news. Let's transition over to your area of expertise, Fong. 49ers with the whoop, whooping on the Rams over the weekend. Your thoughts? I mean, it seemed like a... Uh... I mean, it was a close game in the beginning, uh, first half. But uh, I'm not gonna lie, I I had hope that the Niners would win anyway towards the end, and they, you know, persevered and they did win. So that's pretty much all I could say with that game. <laughs> Is there like a rivalry between the 49ers and the Rams? Because Seems like 49ers fans get really hyped up when it's the Rams game, when it's a Rams game. Actually, I don't think so. I mean, I would say more Dallas, more um, Green Bay, and more uh, Raiders in, uh, you know, that sort of sense. But with LA, I mean, I guess the Bay Area doesn't like LA teams as, as well. So maybe in that sense uh, you could say so but other than that i mean if if you see the crowd in you know their arena sofi arena it's mostly red to be that, honest that's what i that's what i was about to say i saw a picture it is so much red like you would have thought it was levi stadium with how many goddamn uh without any goddamn uh 49ers fans there were i mean don't get me wrong there are some you know, Rams fans in LA, like true and pride. But I mean, since the Niners been around so much in the West Coast, specifically, you know, California, I mean, it's, I mean, 
I guess it's bound to happen <laughs> that there's a lot more Niners fans than any other, you know, uh, California team out there. Is that is are the LA Rams like new in LA? Is that why they doesn't they don't seem to have like a real foothold there? Uh, well, they were. Uh, what you call it in LA? Like back in what seventies, eighties? I, I don't even remember when they were. Uh, which I'm going to call it back in LA, but they moved to St. Louis and, you know, they came back. So that's pretty much their um, story in terms of how much they moved. I mean, same with the Raiders. They were, you know, originally in LA or someplace before that as well. I don't, I don't recall, but, and then they moved to Oakland and now they're in Las Vegas. So, you know, whoever, whoever's the owner, whoever has the money, that's where the team's going to. Well, either way, this is not the first time I've seen like the night, like the Rams stadium being filled with Niners fans. I think it was like that in the playoffs. Like, right. Wasn't that right? In the playoffs? Oh, yeah. Like (laughs) two years ago or something like that. Yeah. The one where they went to the Super Bowl. Um, I remember it was a lot of red there, too. So Mm. either way, congratulations, 49ers fans. It looks like the prophecy is coming true. They start out 2-0. They've looked really good so far. Um. You know, their defense just suffocates opponents. And then, like, Brock Purdy is just out there directing. Like, he he doesn't, like, for, at least from what I hear, he's not going to be, like, a superstar quarterback. But he's he's very, very solid, not going to make too many mistakes, and is not going to hold you back. And that, seem, that seems to be the thing that's going on with the Niners right now. Am I wrong there? Oh, no. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I mean, with Kyle Shanahan's scheme, I mean, you could put any quarterback in. And put him in, you know, brought pretty shoes. But yeah, like you said, as long as you don't make any mistakes, no stupid moves, no one to read in and out. Um, don't throw uh, it over like every single time it feels like with Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, either throw it too high, throw it too low, or never throw more than 10 yards in my, that I've seen so far. But uh, um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all you have to do but jimmy has a big contract compared to what brock purdy has which brock purdy's barely being paid a million because of a rookie contract and i mean it's good to you know open up that cat space to give money to other players that you know we're, we're gonna have to pay and try to maintain this team for a little while longer because dear god i don't know how much um money left there is for <laughs> the Niners at this point. I mean, yeah, you, you got to be able to hit all those traffics, like even when you're in the NBA and we were able to find a kind of gem like that. Again, he's not spectacular by any means, but he's just very, very solid and just fits right in and just, you know, do, doesn't get in the way. So, you know, like, oh, hope the best to you and 49ers fans, although I might regret that once if you guys do win the Super Bowl because – I hear you guys get pretty obnoxious. I actually made a comparison that Niners fans are like the Lakers fans of the NFL. Uh, I I really can't say. <laughs> I mean, there's a bunch of uh, fans from, you know, different parts. I, I mean, you could say the same with Kings fans in a way. I mean, sometimes Kings fans do get rowdy and we're, I want to say, kind of mellow ones. Well, no, yeah, no, no, no doubt. Like the Kings, the Kings uh, Twitter really came in like 
really stormed into the kind of the national national uh, media this or the national online NBA sphere uh, this 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 most recent season. So no no, but like from I th- I did see like a clip where apparently like there had to be like special like security for like 49ers fans like that were leaving what was their first game uh you mean was the first game you mean last week's game last week yes uh whatchamacallit you mean against uh oh crap how come i can't remember you know what? I might be able to actually get it out before you think. The Steelers. Steelers. Like I don't they know needed, why. <laughs> they needed some. And they needed some like extra security in Pittsburgh to get out of Pittsburgh, which might say something about Pittsburgh more than it says about the Niners. But you know, there's a lot of 49ers fans. Is what I'm getting at. Like there are a lot of a uh, lot of Lakers fans, and you know, every fan base to a certain degree is the same. But like the Lakers, they it is just a bigger fan base than any than any fan base out there, and. It seems to be that way with the 49ers as well. So that that's that's the comparison I'm making. I'm not saying something any really anything about the fans. I'm just saying about the volume of fans. Oh yeah. I mean throughout their history, I I, I mean all you could say is really it's it's really California's team <laughs> at this point. Like compared to any other team in California, I mean Niners kind of trumps all of them, in my opinion. Yeah. Okay. Uh, either way, uh, congratulations to 49ers fans. Hopefully you guys win uh, week three against uh, – who are you guys against? Giants. Giants. You guys are probably beating the Giants, I'm just going to assume. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> you never know. Football, you just never know sometimes. Okay. Well, with football, let's stay on the topic of football. Over the weekend, big win for Sac State against uh Stanford who you know um I, I, I his name escapes my mind Troy Taylor Troy Taylor uh former head coach of the of these almost the Sacramento Kings the Sac Sac State football team now coaching for Stanford Sac State was able to win that game and it was re- it was a really close game it was down to basically one touchdown uh late in the game and yeah, just a big win, a big underdog win from uh, Sac State against you know the the you know let's let's be honest the more favored team to win the Stanford. So re- really really happy that happened. You know, of course we both went to Sac State. We both graduated from Sac State, so there's there's a connection there. So yeah, stingers up. Oh yeah, I mean so far I want to say we're tied first in the Big Sky Conference, but I have. I have no idea what's going on in the Pac-12. I I forgot how many teams. You mean like the Pac-2 or Pac-3 now or whatever it is? I mean, I'm also a Cal fan, but yeah, I still don't know what the heck is uh, on with that conference. So however that championship game for them goes down, I mean, so be it, I guess. Because I want to say USC is just going to be on top of that list for quite a while yeah i don't know anything about the conferences and right honestly right now i don't care to learn there's there just seems to be so much and yeah well either way this might be a good place to start because you know sac state again we went we went to sac state and you know amazing enough i never went to a sac state football game my entire time there hmm. I've, I've actually watched the whatchamacallit i think so far except you know after we uh graduated um i watched the 
Sac State versus Davis games for the Causeway um, trophy. Yeah, I, I remember hearing about it. it. Yeah, it's just a weird looking trophy in my opinion. But uh, yeah, I mean, so far, pretty much a winning record against Davis. Yeah, well, that is the extent of kind of my fandom with Sac State. Hopefully they keep doing well. And uh, yeah, maybe one of these days I'll go out there to watch a game. I, I just remember being like crazy, like rowdy when it was there. There was also apparently a giant fight that I saw on Reddit. Yeah, that that's how you know you made it, I guess, when <laughs> just there is fights happening in the parking lot. Wait, at, a Stan- at the Stanford game too? Uh, I believe so. It was one of those like tailgating party type things. And yeah, there were fights. Hmm. Or it might have been on the Sac State campus, even. I don't even know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, all I could say is that eh, we got to burn those trees. Why? Theoretically. Uh, burn now, those trees. Why? Oh, no. It's a cow ding. <laughs> uh, okay. I did not know that. Well, either way, uh, good good win, for, good win for Sac State. Very happy for them. And again, stingers up. Okay. Moving on to the wrestling. Um, so for some reason, uh, The Rock returned for like on a random episode of SmackDown where I think he just happened to be in town because he was on the Pat McAfee, McAfee show earlier in the day. Pat McAfee makes his return to open the show. And then all of a sudden, uh, well, well for, in the middle, uh, Austin Theory comes out, does his usual scripted, cringy, like Miz-like promo, except he's not as good as The Miz. And then the Rock's music hits, and then boom goes the dynamite in the arena. Because holy shit, no one was expecting that. At least I wasn't. And yeah, he came back. He talked some shit to Austin Theory. And that was it. Like, I was hoping he would set up something. But like, everyone's like saying, oh, 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 WrestleMania, Roman versus The Rock. That's the match you got to put, you got to do. Uh, no, you don't have to do that match because Lord have mercy, we're not having The Rock win that title. And Lord have mercy, if Roman wins, he's holding to that motherfucker for one more year. So I'm not really into The Rock versus Roman uh, for WrestleMania. Sorry to just pour cold water on people for that, but hey, nice return nonetheless. Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping... I I, I mean, ho- I, yeah, like I said, I'm hoping... Um, this Friday, there'll be something more, but I mean, there hasn't been an announcement like, you know, how John Cena has announced, uh, you know, his upcoming, uh, whatchamacallit, Sm- uh, Raw showings, not SmackDown. Um, no, no, SmackDown showing. Oh, jeez. No, no, SmackDown. No, SmackDown. I, I keep on, <laughs> I don't know why I'm mixing these up, but yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah. Just an, like, announcing uh, that he's going to be in this or that show for that city. I mean, so far, I'm I, I'm just going to assume the Rock's going to come back for the next upcoming weeks. I, mean, I don't know. I wouldn't expect it. I'll just say that. I mean, it'd be pretty nice to see him at uh, what you might call it, Sacramento. Yeah, he's got to make up. He's got to make up for what he did to us uh, back in 03. I think that's literally the last time he was in Sacramento. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's he's gonna get cheered, no, regardless. I I'm, bo- any- I'm booing him. He said something bad about them. No, nah, I'm kidding. I probably will cheer for him. I will lose my mind if he's in Sacramento. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen him live. But either way, really nice return. I just wish he at least set something up. Like, Jimmy Uso is right there. Sola Sokoa is right there. I know Roman's not on the show. But, like, to just have that really just long-ass segment with Austin Theory. And, like, for the people that said, like, oh, Austin Theory's going to get the rub. No, he's not. W- what did this do for him? This did nothing for him. It just ma- it just continues to make him look like a chump. And then he just has a little, like, hug with John Cena. Like, uh, I'm just, I, like, sure. So you can fantasy book whatever you want at WrestleMania. I, I said my piece. I do not want Rock versus Roman at WrestleMania. It's gonna be it's gonna be a long, boring match. Let's be honest. And it, 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 either side wins. It's a lose. It's a lose lose situation because you want Cody to win to win it. And like if it's gonna be one on one versus The Rock, it it means that Roman's gonna hold on to that title one full fucking more year. That is some bullshit. So it, I I'm I'm not into it. And. Uh, yeah, but there are ways to get around it, so we'll see what they do. But like the, the, this tweet irked me. Where this, so we'll, we'll get into more of this a little late, a little bit later. But basically, there was a tweet that said, you know, like AEW's kind of going down the drain a little bit right now. They're about to lose Jade Cargill, if you know who that is. Um, about to lose Jade Cargill. WWE has John Cena back. They've got The Rock back. Um, they, the Bloodline is still going strong. It is not. <laughs> But, you know, like, the bloodline's going strong. LA Knight's awesome. Judgment Day is awesome. Like, what what, what does AEW have going for them? Like, uh, I'll, I'll just say this. You conveniently left. Vince is also back. So mm. that, that could throw a wrench into things. But uh, let's get into the other, uh, the, the one, one of the things I mentioned. Jay Cargill is, like, reported to be leaving AEW and joining WWE. That is very surprising to me. And I don't even think that'll actually help WWE all that much, but sure as hell hurts AEW a lot. Because Jade is Jade is a is a star. And it's really unfortunate that they're gonna lose lose her. Hmm. I'm I'm assuming she's gonna be competing for some sort of woman's title in uh, WWE once she does come. We'll see. I don't know if she's gonna shoot right into the championship picture but like she has a great look she's basically like a, almost a clone of like Bianca Belair in terms of that just athlete's body where someone just looks like a legit athlete and not just like a bodybuilder or you know like a a, re- a wrestler I guess uh it, but like she looks like a star she has a lot of star quali- qualities about her and she's she's actually a homegrown project of AEW so it's really unfortunate like if it does happen like that's really unfortunate um, that she's going to go to WWE for AEW. So, yeah, like, WWE's on a lot of momentum right now. And, you know, good good for them. I, I enjoy watching the product. And th- I think the product is going to get really good once Roman comes back. But as it stands right now, like, it's kind of, it's a lot more mad than people are willing willing to admit, I feel. Yeah, I mean, so far, it's just the same old storylines. And, I mean, we're just waiting for what John Cena and The Rock has to, uh, you know, provide, I guess. And until then, I mean, that's where most of the, I guess, excitement goes into. And I think I, I think I mentioned this to you, like, apparently ever since, I think, like, the new year, 
there's the raw main event has been some variation of judgment day versus one of cody uh kevin owens and and Sami Zayn. and you, you can like you can like put in like riddle in there every now and then and now you can put in jay uso because that seems to be the main event every single uh week of uh raw like they're in a holding pattern like people just don't want to admit it mm. yeah i mean Hopefully, they'll push something into place. But as of right now, I mean, that's <laughs> that's what they got going for themselves right now. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, SmackDown is coming to is coming to Sacramento in a few weeks. Uh, very excited for that. So you know, uh, we'll we'll see. Like you know, if The Rock decides to show up, that that would be, that would be so amazing. It, oh yeah, it would be. I mean, like I said. That pop, I want to say it'd be one of the bigger pops in Sacramento that I can uh, think of, to be honest. Oh, it's definitely bigger than Hell in a Cell. That's <laughs> the the, the I, other way around, anyway. Yeah, the other way around. I mean, I can't remember how big the bash was, to be honest. Oh, you know, that it many won't be as back. big as The Rock. I guarantee you. Oh no! Yeah. But boy, that was a dead period of WWE. Like I, th- I think you met, I think you said oh seven or something or oh yeah. When went with the bash, yeah, that shoot, shoot. I don't even remember that year. It it was definitely two thousands. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like that that pop in Denver, that was an insane pop. Like it really does show you, like this. I mean, granted, there's some diminishing returns. He he literally has not been around for years at this point. Like apparently, this is like the first time in four years he's been on SmackDown. So like you know it like it was a genuine surprise and that pop was amazing. Mm. Oh yeah, and, and of course the Rock is my all time favorite wrestler, but like I'm very cynical about him versus the uh, Roman just because I want I for the love of fucking God for Cody to win that title. And I've mentioned this to you, like it doesn't need to be for the title, like it, it won't matter, it won't mean as much. Like Cody can win it at the Rumble, Rock can show up the next day and said I'm the real Tribal Chief. And boom, you got you got your WrestleMania feud right there. You don't need the title for it. <sighs> well, only one can hope. <laughs> but I mean, right now, since Vince is back, I mean, it will things change for the better or for worse? It also might be out of Vince's control because let's be honest, the rock is here because there's the sack strikes right now. Yeah. But like are those gonna end anytime soon? I mean, if that once that once that strike ends, like Rock is going back to making all the money with his movies. Mm-hmm. Although I will say, you know, if like Rock's reputation's taken a bit of a hit in the past year or so, like if he wants to like repair his reputation, you know, do a do a run, uh, do do like a run to WrestleMania. Like the the fans will love you. You'll get all the cheers in the world, and that will heal your image. Yeah, that's pretty true. <laughs> Not gonna lie. <laughs> so, uh, just pitching it out there. Okay. Uh, last thing we'll quickly talk about. Now, again, I I have not watched this. I, I just haven't been able to find the time. But uh, apparently, unfortunately for a lot of people, winning time apparently will not be renewed for a third season. Uh, this will be the last season of winning time. So, really weird how they're not renewing it. And uh, yeah, what what are your thoughts? So I haven't watched the episode or, you know, yesterday's, yeah, yesterday's episode yet. 
But I hear that this this is literally the last episode, <laughs> I think, from uh, what I read on Reddit. So I'm like, that's going to be it? Um, I'm not going to say much because you haven't watched it yet. But uh, I mean, yeah, it's... I'm going to guess the Celtics win it because that's how it happens in real life. But uh, yeah. Mm, yeah, it's, it's the first Celtics win. So yeah, I mean... <sighs> There's so much more, really. I mean, the show literally started with, you know, Magic Johnson and, you know, the doctor saying he has AIDS. And are we going to end it on that uh, with, um, you know, the Celtics winning and just time skip to, you know, right there and then uh, from, you know, the beginning of the very first episode. So, I don't know. Like I said, I haven't watched it yet. I'm excited to, you know, finish off the season, I guess. And yeah, it's kind of too bad because everyone played, who, who everyone in the show played really well to replicate, you know, each and every player or coach or, um, you know, just everything, really. Yeah, like, I mean, like again, I haven't watched it, but like I did, I did love how like they portrayed some of some of the uh, characters, and honestly, that might be why they're not getting like renewed because, like, some people do not appreciate the way that they're being uh they're being portrayed, but like it does give you kind of like a pretty like strong resemblance. Like, it, of course, it's a little bit exaggerated, but it's pretty on the money in terms of just the the accuracy of the portrayment of these characters like magic johnson for so many years keeps trying to do this goody two shoes type image and like it feels like winning times like really the only time where you see the real magic and it's not like exactly bad or anything like he didn't kill anyone or like you know commit any crimes but he was a man that slept around a lot that is a real thing and he's he's never admitted to it and I guess that again. I guess that's why they're being canceled because, like, a lot of people like magic. They don't appreciate the, this kind of portrayal. Yeah, and same with uh, Jerry West. I mean, dear God, <laughs> like, Jerry West. That's a bit. That's a bit more like that's that that one. I don't really get from Jerry West. Like, it, it's it's more funny than it is anything serious. But yeah, you know, I digress. I, I mean, each and every episode. I mean, he he just makes the show, <laughs> or you know. Yeah, just makes the show uh, part of that show uh, more um, funny. Uh, and I mean, yeah, it's too bad because I, I mean, John C. Riley uh, playing Jerry Bus. I mean, he, I'd say he was a pretty good uh, uh, actor to play that role as well. Yeah, and you know, again, it really kind of gives you like a more inside look into just you know the inner workings i guess of like that area of lakers and i mean honestly had they gotten more into it like did, did you did you get to meet like meet like ac green yet no i don't think so there's some really apparently according to some people there's a, there's some really funny ac green stories because ac green it was like this you know this very religious kind of come from like a preacher family and then he comes down to LA and experiences the nightlife the life of LA so that that's that's all I've heard so maybe that would have been interesting but yeah just very surprising because like it, th this this series is very well liked by at least from people I read online 
like everyone has just glowing stuff to say about it and I assume the viewership is okay or to good but I guess they're just gonna cancel it now and just walk out on money for some reason yeah I mean hopefully some I mean maybe someday they'll jump back into it most likely not I mean it seems like especially with um, Netflix they canceled a lot of good uh, shows that uh shouldn't be canceled in my opinion but i mean i guess it is what it is when it comes to um <sighs> these big companies uh making these type of shows i guess well now that uh winning time's canceled maybe you can finish up uh game of thrones <laughs> yeah i forgot i mean man i i rarely touch hbo max or well max i guess you could say um so yeah i could do that or last of us is still an option i guess the last of us is good now watch it if you can it, 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 even if you didn't like play the games like i mean i didn't play the games i watched the games it's, it's really good hmm. i mean would you prefer game of thrones or last of us to be honest well probably game of thrones just because like i've watched the whole thing and like i'm just more into the lore of that Mm. Um, but you know get, like give give us some time last of us can probably match it oh yeah i'm pretty sure yeah okay uh last thing i guess we'll i guess i'll quickly mention i did say, did, did you see my text about the king's logo from mba paint oh yeah i saw it is what it are your thoughts i mean it's cute is it gonna be on a shirt <laughs> So that's the thing. It is actually on a shirt. You can't actually order it. It's a bit pricey at $35 for oh. that for that shirt. But like, I, honestly, what, what about this? We, we, we'll, I'll, I'll make a challenge. If the Kings get more than 50 wins this season, I'll get that tattooed on my arm somewhere. That's a, no. I, lo I love that logo. No way. Really? I love that logo. Wait, you you got you you better set a good uh, you know record here too. Uh, I, I said over fifty. Really? Are you gonna? <laughs> are I'll do you... it. I'll do it. Jesus. Okay, you're actually gonna agree to that. I mean, if you remember, like I'll probably remember. Maybe not say anything, but like I, I'm down to get a tattoo of this. this because this this is actually a pretty funny one. They they actually did one. They, well, they do one for every team. But there was a guy actually. He works at ESPN thirteen twenty now. Kyle Matson. He got the Warriors version of this, and the Warriors is a even goofier looking one. Jesus, <laughs> I mean... all of, all of the logos is is some variation of a basketball, and like just really really like funny funny stuff. I mean, for me personally, I mean, I'm down to get in the shirt format <laughs> at the look. Know. Look, I look. I'll, I got. I got to show some love to to this creator right here, man. <laughs> you better tag him once you get it done. If that when the time comes, no one's gonna. No one's gonna remember what it, that that this was a thing. But no, I, I I'll do it if they get over fifty wins. Mm -hmm. <laughs> let, me, let me let me find you the Warriors one. Uh, he made a lot he made one for the pelican the hawks one is actually really funny it's basically a bird sitting on a bunch of basketballs like laying eggs oh <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, I'll send it to you right now apparently the hawks actually reposted it so yeah, let's see i'm trying to find a word i didn't think it was this far oh, down that's that's pretty cute too yeah it's like it's like this kind of half-assed really cute looking goofy uh logo 
Oh, here, here, here's the Nuggets one. That's pretty good. It's it's actually just <laughs> it's actually just the box of Nuggets. Yeah, uh, I I do oh, like these kind of designs. Simple, simple art design, just a strong message. <laughs> here, here it is. Oh, hold on. You have to, you have to click on it. Sorry. Oh, that's the Golden Gate on its head. I was like, I was like, what is that? <laughs> so like, yeah, Kyle Madsen got that tattoo somewhere on his arm. I, I haven't, I didn't see where on the arm, but I'm down, I'm down to get that. I'm down to get that Kings logo. Of course, they got to probably hammer out some of the edges, but I'm down to get it. <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah, that's a challenge that maybe what maybe we'll remember. Uh, but yes, over fifty wins, I will, I will take it. Well, we shall see. All right. Well, that's a great way to kind of end the episode. Um, uh, I guess one last quick thought. Um, I've been playing the shit out of Halo Infinite. Uh, like the reviews on it are actually very mixed because holy shit, the three four three is a mess of a of a studio. But like the the game I'm playing right now, uh, Halo Infinite, like it's pretty good. I really like what they did with just the open world aspect of it. Except it's just Halo. Like, I think it really works. It does start to get old after a bit, and I'm getting to that point, but I, I like doing this kind of activity where you just go, you just essentially get a bunch of collectibles, get a bunch of upgrades by just exploring the the uh, the map. And it's really cool to do it in a Halo form. So I'm really enjoying the game right now. Hmm, that's good. I mean, at least it's not like <sighs> Destiny where it's... Uh... Very broken past oh, weekend. Oh, sh oh, shut your ass up. You guys love Destiny. You guys will play it to the end of time. Like, I told your ass, like, when we were playing Diablo 4, you're like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to, going back to Destiny. And I call bullshit on that. And who's laughing? Uh, I don't think I ever said that. <laughs> I, I knew I was going to go back. Okay. Well, I, I remember there was some, there was, like, something about just, you know, Diablo 4 is really good right now, and I don't miss Destiny. Something along those lines. Well, now Diablo is kind of the opposite, to be honest. I mean, we we barely even touched that game ever since. Um, Jesus, how long has it been? About maybe about a few weeks, honestly. It hasn't been that long. Oh, oh wait, it felt like over a month. Not gonna lie, just because maybe about a month. It's not been that long. I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, so far as everything is the same, really, and. They do say next season is going to be big, but I don't know how much I'll, of a... I'll at least look in. I don't know if I'll like keep playing, but like I think I'll at least like check it out. Yeah, right, we'll see. Uh, until there's like a more solidified, I guess, storyline that will come out, or I don't think a new class will come out, and maybe some changes. Uh, we'll see. All right. Well, that's a pretty good place to end the podcast before we start really, um, really rambling. So either way, uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we'll catch you guys back on the next one. Yep. We'll see you guys later.